0: relax buckle in it's going to be a wild ride under those things don't quite go together sit back relax and buckle in but it's going to be a lot of fun and we're going to get the conversation started right now and as always don't forget if you like what you hear please rate and review our podcast I am super excited to have Chris Ruddick here with us today, and uh, Chris is a fellow baseball fan as well, so we had a lot of good chats about baseball. That's something we have in common, but he is also the founder of Prime3 Software, which is an award-winning software development shop in Virginia. His company helps businesses from startups to Fortune 500 unlock their full potential with purpose-built software. These days, Chris is primarily focused on company growth, but at his core, he is an uncompromising software craftsman. You can find more about Chris at prime3software.com. That's prime3software.com. the number three, software.com. And also connect with him on LinkedIn. He is very engaging in and that's where he hangs out. So that link is in the show notes. You can grab that and send him a connection request. He'd love to hear from you. Chris, what's up, man?
1: Hey, Mario. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me on your show. I really have been looking forward to this. Yeah,
0: we've had so much fun in the past just chatting about everything from business to baseball to life and all that fun stuff. And one of the things that came up in our conversation that I kind of want to start with right off the bat is why. You brought up that you're very connected as a company and you know when you work with clients as well to the, that why. That why is so powerful. Maybe you could just spend us talking about the power of behind the why. Absolutely. Yeah, that's... we've been around for about four years and uh early
1: on you know it was uh, a little bit of a struggle to understand why we do what we do and i've I've devoted a lot of time to really kind of distilling it down and my vision for what we want to do with the company and understanding why we're here why we're doing what we're doing besides you know making money and keeping people employed what it really came down to for me and for for the folks that are working with me is we really have a passion for the craft that we do. So, uh, Oh, I think that kind of differentiates us from, from other businesses because we're not really interested. We are interested in making a profit, but we're not really interested in just making a profit. We're also interested in just building really, really good products. And at the end of
0: the day, our goal is to make a, a significant impact on, um, for for our customers. I love that because I kind of have the same philosophy. It's, you know, if you're really passionate about what you're doing and doing it well and helping people, I, I believe the money comes money is like, it's an energy, but it's a, it's a measuring stick. It's a measuring stick of how many people you helped. I mean, I think that if you focus solely on, you know, the revenue, I mean, there has to be some focus there because you can't help people and you can't do what you do if you're not, if you don't have clients who are actually paying. But I think that if your focus is more on doing a really good job and provide valuable service, then the revenue will kind of take care of itself. Yeah, the whole reason um, we're the
1: Prime 3 software is uh, we took a, a, an old engineering principle around quality, budget, and schedule. And they, they say that's the three-legged stool. So when all three are imbalanced, everything is perfect. But it, you very rarely find that balance. So the, the, the joke is, you know, quality, budget, schedule, pick two. Because you're never going to get all three. Our goal with Prime Three is really to find that balance and and deliver for our customers on uh, all three accounts.
0: Going back to in your story, when you got into the software engineering game, what what was that like? Was that something you knew you were going to do right away, or was it something that you kind of found your way into?
1: No, I I I wanted to be a doctor from uh, from from middle school onward. But I mean, for me, my motivation was really money you know i even at a young age i just you know i knew money made things go around and that's that's all i wanted to do so i uh (laughs) i got turned off of being a doctor i started watching er when i was like uh uh, uh, starting out high school and i was like there's no way i'll be able to memorize all these body parts and facts so i i looked around um computers were just kind of coming on and that was starting to be an industry where people could um you know make a living and um computer software uh, just kind of clicked with me and did um, so much to the point where I, I wrote the final exam for one of my high school computer programming classes. So it, it just kind of made sense. And I was like, you know, um, I think, I think I can make a, a career out of this and, and never really look back.
0: ER was a good show. It was wasn't a it? good show. <laughs> I remember watching that with my mother when I was a kid, we would watch it and it was like, I, to me, it was like one of the first medical shows oh that i watched now how many have spun off of that I you know hope. you had the house gray's anatomy also good doctor. i
1: mean everybody who was associated with that hospital um you know was either in a helicopter crash or you know had some sort of terminal or something <laughs> or other i mean it was not a good place to work
0: <laughs> no and it that show was on for how long didn't they have like a 15 season run or something crazy like that yeah
1: yeah for sure yeah, it was many, many years. Man. Yeah.
0: But um yeah, so I remember that as a kid as well, watching that. But it's so funny to me that your story you said you wanted to be a doctor and you wanted to do that for the money, and now it's like that you found what you really love to do. It's like it's flipped because at first it was all money driven, now it's all quality and why driven. Yeah. And it's just like that's it's it's just funny to me how that worked out. Yeah,
1: I think it's it's interesting the path uh that I've I've taken in my mindset. I mean I was uh, I literally started in the mailroom at my very first job. Um, I, I came out with a newly minted computer science degree and could not find work because it was right after the whole dot-com bubble had burst. And you needed experience to get a job, but you needed a job to get experience. And I was like, I'm happy to take anything. So uh, I got this computer science degree uh, from Virginia Tech. I'm feeling really good about myself and and. They're asking me, well, do you know how to do Excel? How about PowerPoint? And I'm, I'm thinking, I don't really care at this point. I'll take anything. And, and I, and I grew with that company from for for many years. Um, and but, uh, you know, I always kind of had that 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 mailroom mentality. And, um, I left that job looking for for greener pastures, a little bit more money. Um, and and just landed on a number of different. Um, I was doing a lot of defense contracting at the time. And had was making making a great living. I was, you know, in charge of um, some some decent sized teams. We were making great products. But, you know, I had to make uh, this mental pep talk every morning to kind of get myself out of bed. And, um, and you know, it's only Tuesday, you know, you can get it through, you can get through four more days. And, and I that was just not the place I wanted to be. Um, so that was kind of really where um I, I had never thought I would be an entrepreneur. I I I almost say I'm a reluctant entrepreneur, but I, I just saw the way some of these contracts are being run. And I just thought, man, I could I could do so much better from for these customers. I could do so much better for these employees. Um, you know, maybe that's something that I could do. And that was kind of really what, what the genesis was. And then fast forward uh, you know, seven or eight years now later. I couldn't imagine doing anything else and I and I make less money than I did 5 years ago and 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 I'm totally fine with that because it's uh it's a path that I I have never once regretted uh, and it's a, it's, a, I've never once had to talk myself into going to work. And that's, that's a beautiful thing.
0: Ha- so, do you find that happiness trumps income as long as your income's at a median level where you can, you know, provide for your family and so live comfortably? But there's that level, right? And I think if you look at the research, it says, I believe in the US, it's like 75K a year. I mean, you know, if you make more than 75K a year, obviously you can do more things. But they say happiness wise, the difference between like 75 and 150 is pretty small once you hit that certain level and that's on average i mean depending on your lifestyle it could be more or less but did you find that to be the case where you have this certain level that the effort and what you have to give up outweighs what you gain when you go above and beyond that certain level yeah i think so i mean getting to that that getting to
1: that plateau was a struggle and then once i got to the plateau you know it was just like oh you know they're going to give me I don't know, it's very blase to say, especially at this time, but you know, Oh, oh it's just $10,000 more, you know, and that's, that's, that's the benefit of being in a a, a service that's really sought after and highly valued. Um, and I guess I knew that, you know, years ago, but you're right. When the, once you start taking those steps, it's really just stuff at that point. So you're just thinking, okay, well, what, what else can I buy? Where else can I, you know, put this extra money um, you know, and it's nice. And, and, and we have, you know, specific goals in our household around, um, you know, what we're doing uh, to make investments for the future and that sort of thing. And that those times really helped out. But, you know, we make we probably make half of what we made um, in, as a household now. Uh, but my wife, um, she is an author. She started her own. Um, uh, she, she left her job and, and started being a full time author. Uh, nine months before I started my business, where I left a, a a well-paying job for this kind of uncertain world, but you know we're both getting up and doing what we want every day, and that's that's a that's uh, worth so much more than just seeing you know zeros in a paycheck.
0: I I think putting that value on happiness is is huge. I think that there's that balance, right, where as long as you you know, are able to survive and live the lifestyle you desire to live and experience life in the manner which you desire to experience it, I think that there's a level where, you know, depending on what your goals are and what you want to achieve, as long as you're fulfilling that happiness and you're doing what's important to you, I think it comes down to that hierarchy of value, right? What do you place value on? Where is your happiness factor? And how do you feed that? Because, you know, I know a lot of people, not a lot of people, but I've known people in my life that are obscenely wealthy, but also obscenely miserable. And no one wants to be there, right? No, no, I, I'll, I'll take wealthy, but uh, not miserable. <laughs> yeah, so you got to focus. I think that that's what what I take from our conversation today right now is um, the why is so important because you have to focus on that happiness. And of course, you need to meet certain needs, and you need to you know create income to the point where you can survive and do the things you want to do and be able to provide, but. There is, you, you have to be tied into that why. Why are you doing what you're doing? What drives you? And how do you stay happy throughout the process? think you nailed it. <laughs> well, Chris, thanks so much. This was a great conversation. I can't wait to have you back on the next show because I think there's more we need to discuss. I want to remind people to find you, prime3software.com. That's prime, the number three, software.com, where they can check out what you're up to and also connect with you on LinkedIn. Thanks so much, my friend. I look forward to picking up the conversation in the next episode.
1: Me too. This was great.